welcome to the Voice of Many podcast show with Yolanda and Vanessa. Good evening, listeners, and thank you for joining us. During the month of May, we're focusing on several topics which are near and dear to our hearts. May is National Foster Care Month, and there are thousands of kids that are looking for special parents to be a part of their lives. And if you may recall, um, the last time we had this guest was back in January, and they are excellent in every way of providing assistance in foster care. We're pleased to be sharing the mic this afternoon with Miss Garrett, a representative of Choices for Life of Georgia. Welcome to the mic, Miss Garrett. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing very well. Well, thank you guys so much for having me on again. Oh, it's a pleasure. If you will, just um, tell our new listeners a little bit about yourself and where you're from. Sure. Um, I'm Christopher Garrett. I'm currently a recruiter and trainer for Choices for Life of Georgia in Valdosta. Um, as far as location, I'm actually a military child. I was born in Florida, um, but I spent most of my life in Warner Robins, Georgia. I wound up here in Valdosta through, by way of college, I attended Valdosta State University, and I have been living here ever since. As far as, and I've been working with children in some form or fashion since I was a teenager, but specifically for children in the child welfare system for over 10 years in some form or fashion. Okay, can you please enlighten our listeners on Choices for Life? Sure. Um, So Choices for Life, we actually have two locations, one in Oklahoma and one in Georgia. Our corporate office is in Oklahoma City, and our office in Georgia is located in Valdosta. Choices for Life of Georgia, we are what's called a CPA, and it stands for Child Placing Agency. And it's exactly how it sounds. So we place children in safe homes until they can be reunified with their families. So children come from, our referral comes from DFAX, Department of Family and Children Services. And there are several CPAs in the area. We all do the same work. Um, each of us have our own specialty. Our specialty here at Choices for Life of Georgia is that we do therapeutic foster care. Some people refer to it as specialty care specialty foster care, and that means that we place children that are difficult to place. That can be for a variety of things. It can be because they're a sibling group, some for behavior issues, some um, that have disabilities. And another unique thing about Choices for Life of Georgia, we also are a tier two core provider, and that just means that we provide behavior and health counseling services for youth and adolescents, not only for our foster children, but also in the community. So our therapists, um, CSI workers go out in the home, the daycare, the schools, and um, based on the needs of the family. So how many children would you say are currently waiting to be adopted or placed? Okay. So we are not an adoption agency, but um, as far we do get numbers every quarter. The last numbers we got was in December um, of 2020. And as of then, we had 13,378 children in state custody. How important is it for the needs of foster parents? And what would you say to our listeners who might be thinking of becoming foster parents? Oh, wow. The need for foster parents is extremely great. Um, It's very, very important. 
Um, and just to put some things in perspective, I'm a number person. Some people that boys into tears, but um, out of that 13,378, there's only 6,924 foster homes. And that's between DFACs and CPAs across the state. And so now that does not account for other kinds of placements, like group homes, kinship homes, and like independent living, those type of things. But foster homes are very, very important because they really ensure that a child that is placed in state custody, if they can't be reunified with their families or fictive kin, um, they're placed in the least restrictive environment as possible. There's nothing wrong with group homes or, you know, other methods of placement. However, a lot of older children um, are wound up being placed in more restrictive environments just because there aren't enough foster homes that may take their age group. Um, For those that are looking to foster, I really would encourage that if you live in a smaller city or county, really, really look and think about fostering because, Of course, it's not ideal for a child to be moved out of their home. You know, there are a lot of residual things that go along with that. Um, Like they have to lose their school, their church, their community. And when you think about the smaller counties, smaller cities, and those types of things, if you're going to have to move a child from their home, it would be ideal to at least move them in a home in that community. At least they can still attend the same school, still go to the same church, the same doctor. Some of those community resources that add that familiarity that they're used to. Um, so if you're in a smaller county city, I most definitely encourage you to look into fostering because the need is extremely, extremely great. Um, if you are interested, of course, reach out and see what agencies you have in your area. And if you're not really sure, the best place to start is your local defects agency. Let them know you're interested in becoming a foster parent. They'll set you up with the information session. And because, and the reason why I always direct people to be informed before saying, oh, I have a heart and a passion, um, becoming a foster parent is like becoming a parent. It's a huge, huge decision. And if you're going to make that decision, you want to make sure that you have an informed decision. Decision Fostering most definitely Um can be challenging, but it's going to be one of the most rewarding things that you'll ever do. Um, you're providing a safe, loving environment for a child um, until they can be reunified with their family. It's truly, truly remarkable. Another thing I would say is you know, there's a perception that people who have their children removed from their home are horrible people, and that's not always the case. If 2021 <laughs> hasn't thought of anything, is life is predictable. You know, everything can be normal one day. Something happens and life changes and no one is above that. Sometimes it takes a village. So how wonderful would that be for you to be a part of that village? Um, I learned in a training a couple of years ago about an African tribe, and I'm probably going to mess up their name, but I believe it was a Kassirian tribe. And they greet each other with, how are the children? And to me, that is remarkable. If the response is the children are well, that means that life is well. And that has stuck with me, like, for ever since I had that training, it's always stuck into my mind. Because in our culture, we kind of process, well, the children are like the least of us. You know, the children will be fine. They're resilient, which they are. But this tribe really has the right idea. Children are our future. And if they aren't okay, our community is not okay. 
So being a part of a community that really joins together and becomes a part of that village to make a difference in a child's life is remarkable. Well, I want to ask you too, um, what assistance um, does Georgia have for kids that are um, aging out of foster care? Okay. So Georgia has um, independent living programs set up for children that are aging out of care. There are a lot of things in place for them. And actually, most recently throughout the pandemic and everything that um, the governor signed a bill that actually extended some of those um, benefits for children that are aging out of care. But they're independent living places that provide support for children, stipends, help them with apartments get used to being out on their own. So they do have that as well. When children age out of care, there are things to help them with college if they choose to go. There are a lot of different programs and funding allocated for that. Okay. Now, what are the needs of foster care agencies in order to assist in placement um, in day-to-day function? Well, most foster care agencies receive receive their biggest assistance, like as far as day-to-day and placement. Our biggest support are community resources. So we do have in Region 11 what we call Bridge 11, and it's a collaborative with DFAC, CPA, and community partners, and they all work together to serve children in our region. So I would say if you have a business or part of a church group or anything like that, um, you would reach out to Bridge 11, and the contact person for that is Adrian Rivers. But really, our community resources and community partners are kind of like our big push for foster care agencies, and they are our biggest help when it comes to day-to-day functioning and placement. Now, how can our listeners uh, volunteer with foster children? Um, say, for instance, we are familiar with CASAs. So can you tell everyone a little bit about how they can volunteer? Yes, absolutely. So several of our CPAs are faith-based agencies, and some of them are nonprofit agencies. And so they actually accept volunteers as far as, like, you can call them and say, hey, I'm looking to volunteer. How can I volunteer? And they have different, every agency is a little different, but a lot of our faith-based agencies will have, like, groups come in and do different things with children. And... As far as CASA, so CASA is a court-appointed special advocate. So you can call up your local. Every county does not have CASA in place, but give CASA a call. Find out if they are in your area or in your county. You'll take some classes, be educated on the foster care system, how to be an advocate for that child. And each volunteer that's assigned to a child is appointed by the judge. And basically, you advocate on that child's behalf um, and what's in their best interest. So you get a chance to know that child. You go visit that child, talk to that child, discuss their needs, wants, be familiar with their case plan and everything so you can advocate for them in court. Another um, agency that I absolutely love is called To Care. And they're here in our region, and they have grown a lot. But they, there's many, many ways you can volunteer a call to care. They collect donations. They do have several initiatives that help and support not only just foster children, but foster parents, and even our case managers that are working with 
the children in care. They also do fundraisers. They have really, really been a blessing to our agency and several of our agencies in our region. So that is another agency. It's called Call to Care. Can you please tell our listeners how they can contact Choice for Life, whether they live in Georgia or the Oklahoma area? Yes. So we do have an Instagram and Facebook. If you just type in your search engine, Choices for Life of Georgia, it will pop up. And our telephone number here in Georgia is 229-244-1707. And our telephone number in Oklahoma is 405-751-0800. We want to thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. It's always a pleasure. Thank you guys for everything that you do to promote awareness for children in need. Oh, no problem. And for our listeners, we will also provide all the information that she has also said. So in case you are wanting to help or volunteer, you can help these children who need your help. Um, And also, I want to tell you to, if you have any comments or suggestions or questions, please contact us on our many social media web pages. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel. And on behalf of our podcast, our sponsors, and our partners, we want to thank you for listening. And we will talk to you later.